Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Most Likely To, the podcast where the girl voted most likely to be on The Real World brings you through the challenge, the real world, the reality TV, pop culture, and all things in between. I am Paige. Happy Tuesday. Happy May. So happy that you guys are here. Thank you so much for an amazing 50th episode. You guys really made me feel loved and I could not appreciate that more. And now we're moving on. We're trying to make it to 100. So I have a really cool guest for you today. We talk about, we just kind of talk about everything. And then we talk about Cutthroat. Um, It's his favorite season. And, you know, I will take any excuse to talk about Dunbar for an hour. So um, before I get into that, I do want to give you some challenge news and pop culture news. So the biggest news is Cam and Leroy are engaged. If you missed it, everybody had it on Instagram. And I also made a beyond viral TikTok video about it. Of course, it's viral because I have no makeup on. That's how it always works, right? And I posted all the pictures on Instagram. If you're listening, you're probably following me on Instagram, but go take a look. The ring is beautiful. The baby shower was gorgeous. There were a lot of challenge alumni there. Dario, Nani, Casey, Nehemiah, Naya, Jordan, Fessy was there. Nelson was there. Someone commented on TikTok, Nelson be at everybody's function. He sure does. So a bunch of people were there. A lot of people were asking me why Cara and Polly weren't there. It's not salacious, you guys. They visited Cam and Leroy beforehand. They had an event this weekend in Miami. So that is so exciting. Always been a big Cam and Leroy fan. I did like Cam and Theo. I liked their little hookup on More of the World. But I'm glad that Leroy and Cam found their way back to each other. Maybe I do believe in soulmates now. So they are adorable you know, lots of love to them. Real World Portland had a tiny reunion. Jessica and Naya got together. You guys know how I feel about Jessica, my girl for life. And then Naya, um, her and I are becoming friends. And, you know, of course, I'm going to have her on the pod at some point, you guys. Don't worry. I'm getting all the girlies from All Stars to come sit down. All except one. Not for any shady reasons. She just doesn't do podcasts, but she's very sweet. So, you know, I was excited to see Jessica and Naya together. That was very cute. They were sending me little voice messages. And, you know, I just, I love it when friends, when friends get together. 
Next week, we have All-Stars 3, May 11th. They moved it from their Thursdays to their Wednesdays. I'm super stoked about that because Wednesday works a little bit better for me. However, Survivor is still on. So those of you that are like, I'm a person that watches Survivor at the end of the season. Like, I binge it all if I watch the season. But, you know, those of you that watch Survivor and the Challenge All-Stars, clear your Wednesdays. But... I am going to start with my special co-hosts for the Challenge All-Stars 3, and it'll be Jennifer, who has been on the pod before. She's a fan favorite. If Rachel doesn't go into early labor, I'll definitely have her come do an episode, and Dylan from the Chillin' with Dylan podcast for sure will come on and do some recaps, so have some really cool co-hosts for you guys. And yeah, and if you love Jemmy or you just want to hear from her because you know she messy in the best way, she was just on Chillin' with Dylan podcast, so for sure check that out. If you're not subscribed to Unbothered, check that out too because they have Brad coming on their podcast very soon. If you didn't know, this is Teacher Appreciation Week, so I wanted to give you guys a couple tips on things that you could get teachers If you have a teacher that you love in your life or if you have kids and you want to get them their teachers like little gifts, here are some things that teachers love getting. We love pens. We love a good paper mate set. I've never been mad at getting pens from a student. I'm not going to lie. I love a good Clorox wipe or a good Kleenex box situation. Those are very appreciated gifts. You can never get them from teacher supplies. Usually we have to buy our own. It's nice it's just nice to get those. A handwritten thank you note for everything that your teacher has done for your student or for you or whatever, that is always appreciated. We always love a good gift card. Never met a teacher that didn't like a mug. Go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls and get a $3 random mug. Never met a teacher that didn't love that. So if you feel like treating the teacher in your life, those are the best gifts in my opinion. Those are the ones that I really, really appreciate getting. There's never been a gift where I didn't appreciate it, but food is always a little risky because you never know if there's an allergy or, you know, a like or a dislike. But um, I had one teacher appreciation week where (laughs) the little bad boys in my class, they brought me flowers every single day and it was so cute. They brought me roses, lilies, daisies. They brought me flowers every day. I just cried the whole week. I'm pretty sure they stole all of them, but you know, I will take them. Um, So May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And I wanted to give you guys some resources, which I'll also put in the episode notes. So betterhelp.com, you can get therapy services there. Therapy is never a bad thing. It's never too late or too early to reach out for help. So if that is something you're interested in or been thinking about it, definitely at least take a look at the website. Super important. You guys know I love therapy. I love counseling. I love mental health. I love all of those things. And I think it's important that you take care of you, whichever way that is. One way that I take care of my mental health when I'm not completely incapacitated from surgery is um, I do like to work out. Well, I don't like to work out at all, but I know it helps my mental health. There is uh, an app. I guess it's like a service if you haven't heard of it. It's called ClassPass. I'll put that link in the episode notes as well. So ClassPass you can use in your city and you can basically go to workout classes at random gyms. So if one day you're feeling yoga, find a yoga studio, you go to the class. If one day you're feeling kickboxing, find a kickbox studio, you go to the class. That way you're not 
um, you know, kind of pigeonholed into one activity and you could do whatever works for your mental health that way. It also gets you out of the house and gets you to try new things. So that's my tip for improving mental health. And then, um, you know, I think it's really important because there are a lot of people that have suicidal thoughts or ideations that don't say it, that don't talk about it. It's still really taboo, unfortunately. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I have lost many people in my life who were instrumental to mental illness and suicide. And so I just wanted to give you the suicide prevention hotline number. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's one 800 273-8255. Use it if you need it. There's no judgment. It is completely anonymous. Use it if you need it, for real. So yeah, that's that's my little PSA on mental health. Um, please make sure that you are, um, you know, taking care of yourself. Summer's almost starting. We want to have hot girl, hot guy summer. I'm not going to have hot girl summer. I'm going to have like mid-size kind of hot girl summer. That's what I'm going to have. But we want to take care of our mental health through there. And I also want to give you guys a heads up that I'm doing lives a lot more on TikTok. So check those out. I always post on Instagram the same day that I'm going live. I'll go, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'll be live on Tuesday. And if you're listening... My plan is to go Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's my plan, but I'll do whatever works for you guys because obviously you're the audience. We always have fun on live. It's always a great time. So definitely come join. I'm for sure going to have some little guests on my live sometimes. Maybe Leah, maybe Brandon, maybe Polly California. You never know who might pop up in there. So definitely follow me on TikTok if you're not already. There was a TikTok that surfaced this week about D. <sighs> she basically was making fun of somebody that was in a wheelchair. And um, she issued a bullshit apology video. And I'm going to make some awareness videos about that. I spoke to the person that she uh, victimized. And, you know, I just want to spread awareness. So I'll be doing that this week. So definitely check that out. I posted it on Instagram if you want to take a look at it. I had the creator's permission to do all of that. So check that out if you need another reason to dislike D. But also I think it's really good because I think there's a lot of things you're like, oh, you know you shouldn't say that or you shouldn't say that. But sometimes the community that, you know, is disabled, they don't really get the same voice as other communities that are victimized. So I think it's really important to hear from him. And so that is posted on Instagram and I'll be duetting it on TikTok this week as well. Speaking of podcasts, I would say my guest today is probably the king of challenge podcasts. How he gets his guests, we will never know, but we will always be in awe. It is Mike Lewis. When we recorded this episode, it was like a month ago because you know me, I like to have a back stock of episodes. That way I can always give you guys fresh content every single week. Never skip a week. I'm very consistent. Um, But Mike has had a very consistent couple months. He has got some really, really cool people to come on the pod. Um, He had Cynthia, which just dropped yesterday. He's getting all the all-stars. There's a lot of people. So if you haven't checked out Mike's podcast, or if you just listen like occasionally, depending on who the guest is, go back in his catalog. There are, he's pretty much had everybody. He's had Landon. Joe Rhodes is my favorite one that he ever did. So 
definitely check out his catalog of episodes, but Mike came on the podcast and we've been talking about doing a collaboration for a while and we finally had time to do it. So he came on and of course we just talked about podcasting and getting canceled and just kind of this world that we're in. And then we kind of broke down the cutthroat season for you guys. So if you're a cutthroat season fan, which most people are, I've really only met one person that didn't love cutthroat, but that's okay. Um, If you're a cutthroat fan, we talk about that a lot. And, you know, we just had fun. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode with both of us. One thing I will say is Cutthroat is very Abram heavy. You guys know how I feel about Abram. Um, You know, I don't support domestic violence at all. Obviously, who does? But I don't support anybody that has those accusations. I 100% believe his ex-wife, Rachel. I 100% believe Kara. I believe those women. And I, you know, I'm never going to bash somebody but I do not support Abram. However, because he was so prevalent in this season, we do have to talk about Abram. So I just would like to preface this by saying we're talking about Abram on Cutthroat. We're not talking about the Abram, you know, as a person, as a as a life partner, any of those choices. We're just talking about Abram as a as a challenger. If I, you know, broke down a season where Kenny was a heavy player in it, it would be the same way. So I would just like to preface this by saying that because I think that's really important that you know what my stance is and you know how I feel and that I don't support that at all. So without further ado, my friend Mike Lewis and I, we're going to talk about favorite interviews. We learn his challenge crush. He tells me that I'm cancelable kind of, which he's not wrong. And then we break down cutthroat. So um, you do not have to meet me back here after the episode, but I will say this. These episodes are going to get longer, you guys, because All-Stars recaps are coming. So um, just know it's happening. I appreciate you guys listening every single week. I appreciate you hopefully skipping the ads that are there. Um, But the ads are what allows me to get better equipment. My sound has been a little weird the last couple episodes. And I'm getting better equipment So that way I can give you guys the highest quality because you deserve it. They also allow me to charge very low prices for merch. And I think that's important. If you didn't know, I make no money on merch. In fact, most of the time I lose money on the merch, which I'm happy to do because I feel like having merch out there for the challenge community to rock and show their fan support is really, really important. But having ads and episodes helps me do that. So I appreciate that. And they will get fewer and far between the longer the episodes are, but y'all just skip them. Thank you for downloading my episodes. Thank you for, you know, rate, reviewing, subscribing, and thank you just for everything. You guys are the fucking best. Enjoy Mike Lewis. I love you all. I will see you next week with a one-hit wonder episode. I'm so fucking excited for it. I love you guys. Have a great week, and happy mental health. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
but you do watch the show. I watch it. Um, I'll plead. I'll plead guilty here that I didn't watch season thirty-seven. Um, but I am more of an all-star guy these days. Um, yeah. But if I'm being entirely honest, I first watched Duel Two was when I first watched. If I had okay, to yeah. Actually, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, I was in like second grade when I was watching it. Oh, that's terrible. I, I know. It's like, you know, some of those things you're not supposed to see at that age and you just walk in the room and then you're like, oh, what is this? And then how, you know. how old are you? Uh, 22. Okay. All right. Well, I t- I'm beginning to tell people I'm 28. Oh, that's what you are. I thought you were, <laughs> I no, thought you were younger. No, I'm older than that. I'm actually 31, but I'm telling people I'm 28. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a normal thing to do, I feel like, in your position. Because um, yeah. when you're putting out content in a public forum, it's best to kind of leave some things anonymous, if that makes yeah. sense. For Everybody's like, purposes. people are like, what's your last name? I'm like, go fuck yourself. How about that one? You don't get to know that. What's your real job? Nope. You don't get to know that either. It's a dangerous place. So you got to be careful, you know? Yeah, especially like as a woman, like people get a little too attached. And I'm like too nice. I'm bad at boundaries. I respond to every DM. Yeah. I mean, I try to, but like at the same time, I don't know. I feel like if you let people get too comfortable, then then it's like, you know, they take you for granted a little bit. So that's yeah. where I'm like. <laughs> so before we get started talking about Cutthroat, I am going to have you like, everybody knows you, but I'll still have you like introduce yourself and then tell sure. us maybe some of your favorite interviews that you've ever done. And, like, a couple of your white whales, the ones you haven't got yet, but you want to get. CT does not count. Everybody says CT CT doesn't count because he, it's never going to happen for any of us. You might be the one that it happens for, but, like, yeah. Well, I've got, I've actually got the T, so it actually almost happened um, around, around Halloween time of 2020 when uh, he, or no, it, yeah, right around Halloween time of 2020, um he uh he had this movie coming out called habitual and um i uh i had a kenny and landon were on or something like that someone like talked bad about him or something on one of my podcasts and like his um his manager guy like heard about it uh somehow got my number and called me and uh like he wasn't like mad at me per se but he was just like mad that like it happened there and then like um he was like yeah so um anyways like we've got this movie coming out and like um you know if we want to come on and talk about it would you be open to that like i was like yeah sure and i asked him like you know would would it be cool if we talked about challenge stuff too because i'm sure like you know anybody watching is going to be like oh you managed to get him on you don't ask him anything about the challenge like what a missed opportunity um he kind of seemed like yes but like cold feet about it and then I prematurely like promoted it. <laughs> um, and, we all learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, and then like he, t- the his his like manager guy texted me and was like, "Oh, yo, can you pull this down? Um, you know, we have to 100% confirm this first before. I don't want any negativity stuff with like fans because people are like telling me to like ask like really like outrageous stuff. Like it was bad. Like people were like asking him like why he doesn't shower and stuff, and I was like." Ooh, okay and then yeah. uh 
he asked me to pull it down and then he just ghosted me after so i learned my lesson yeah i uh go to class and rush home to go film episodes it's crazy uh you have 128 episodes though yes um and i i record one when i get off this and then i record tomorrow tuesday two on thursday and then i'm off um for a couple weeks and then i and then i come back for my uh my two-year anniversary episode i'm gonna try and get something booked um that's april 25th okay so i got a busy week this week and then i'm just gonna, you take- i'm gonna chill and i take breaks in between too like i took a really big break um like christmas time up until like the end of january because this shit gets like you know it's it's tough it's a lot. Like I, so when I interviewed Emmy, I tell people this all the time. She's in Romania. Like that's a ten-hour time difference. So you would think, like, okay, like noon my time, ten p.m. her time, whatever. Well, she wanted it at a certain time. I had to wake up at two thirty in the morning to do her interview, and then just like do her interview, and then go to work, and then just like have a normal life and. So, like, and it's not, like, not that there's anything wrong with working in an office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a teacher. I can't just, like, go to work and, like, zone out. I have yeah. to, like, talk to children. So. Did, did yeah. you have any goal in mind when, like, you started the podcast or anything? You just wanted to do it for fun because you, like, you know, just getting to know people. I literally thought no one was going to listen. I thought I would get, like... <laughs> I really had no idea because I feel like my blow up happened so quickly because mm-hmm. like in February, I went literally from 400 followers on Instagram or um, on TikTok to 70,000. Like it was crazy. Wow. And so a couple people were like, you should start a podcast I actually was like, I think you should start a podcast. She was like, there's not really any women doing it. And like this is true, and he and she also said she was like Mike Lewis is the only one that's doing it well, and I was like, he has some <laughs> kind words to say about me. God, <laughs> well I was like fuck Mike Lewis. I was like I'm gonna do it better. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, no, I was like I'm gonna do it different than what anybody else is doing because yeah. at the end of the day, any motherfucker can have a podcast. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's the I I always say this, and I don't know if you've ever heard this. The best and worst thing about a podcast is anybody can do it. Uh-huh. It's good. Anybody can do it. It doesn't take much to start up if you really want to ambitiously do it. And the worst thing is if the person really sucks, then <laughs> unfortunately you're going to be graced with their presence. But that's another discussion. Exactly. I've been on many podcasts. I want to support everybody. I want to lift everybody up. I'm a very big believer. If there's a table, we should all be eating at it. Mm-hmm. Like, but there are some people that like this is what they're meant to do and some people is like this is what they're doing. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I know that I can build a brand and I know that I can have something. And so it just like all really happened quickly. I didn't really have a goal, but I knew I made it when <laughs> my co-host left the podcast um, to work on his mental health. And I was like, okay, well, this is it. Like, no one's going to listen anymore. Like, I'm not good on my own. Like, I need somebody. And then it literally blew up. Yeah. And I feel like I knew I made it when I had a really nasty Reddit thread about me. 
Oh, Lord. Reddit, you love those people. I will never go on Reddit again. The best part about it was it was over Kara. So I knew that I would get shit about that interview for a multitude of reasons. One, you say her name and it's very controversial. Mm-hmm. Two, her and I recorded it at a bar. So there was like a lot of background noise. <laughs> and three, I didn't really talk about the challenge with her. Because I was like, it's a little played out, and I don't think it's going to land well, regardless. Yeah. So, it was like, it was the craziest shit I've ever read. I got, like, death threats. It was crazy. But I was like, shit, that's how I know that, like, I'm doing something. Like, if people want me to die, like, all right, let's go. I've, I've gotten, like, that, not, I mean, I've only, like, really gotten threats, like, in the very early stages of the the podcast um not really anymore i feel like now i'm just kind of like you know respected because i feel like i don't really step on too many toes i just kind of promote and then i fade to black you know and that's always been my intention like i didn't really want to be like challenged no and i just did this as like a niche and um you know i'm obviously just once like i get like my uh my degree and i start my job this is probably going to be like you know done you know what i mean because you know what's your degree in I'm trying to get my uh, my bachelor's degree in what in like television and digital media. I'm trying to be a sports commentator. Oh shit! I can see that. Yeah, and if not that, then I'm always able to pivot because I'm not like in specifically journalism. I could you know maybe dip into acting, dip into something else. You know, there's always going to be a something else. You know what I mean? Um, I digress, and you'll hear me say that a lot. I digress because that's like my. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is okay. So, which is like, well, that's pretty common. So, I won't, I won't really uh, beat you up too much on that. Um, my favorite interview that you've done is Joe, Joe Rhodes. Oh, that was fun. She is. I gotta say, she is a phenomenal woman. Phenomenal. Yeah. I had like a really bad caffeine addiction. She helped me break it when I took my break during like uh, December. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I love that. No, yeah. she's probably my favorite episode you've done. Mm-hmm. Who's who's like the one you would love to do besides CT though? Um, this is a toughie. Yeah. I know. Because I feel like I've been in so many spaces, but there's still so many more spaces I can go into. Um, yeah. Uh, Coral was almost my 100th episode. Oh, the dream. She like ghost to me when we had it like set up but i heard from uh some other sources that that's pretty on brand for her um yeah for sure so i'm not really too i don't really beat myself up too much over it but um yeah i don't know who do, who do you feel like is somebody that you feel like i would get along with i think you and tony would vibe we would probably vibe <laughs> you think yeah. you think me and fessy would vibe or eh. <laughs> You know, what's funny is um, people know how I feel <laughs> about Fessy and Josh, right? Yeah. Fessy and I vibed so well in person. It was so good. Like, we had so much fun together. He was a... He was a gentleman. He was... He was he walked me to my car. That was so nice. Oh, that was like, really nice. Like, made sure that I got there safe. He, like, said goodbye. He was, like, so kind and sweet and nice. Yeah. I don't want to watch him on TV, but I feel like he would be a really good interview. I think that I think it would be it's, fun. You could talk about sports together. It's about who could bring it out of him, you know? Like people 
listen, I feel like the key with some of the people that are currently on the flagship show to get a good interview out of them, you don't want to beat around the bush with the artificial stuff. It's like out and open. Like if they feel like you're trying to really get to know them and they feel comfortable, they'll like talk more and you'll get to know the real them. Yeah, we were talking about the Chicago Bulls and like teaching the whole night. We weren't talking about the challenge or anything like that because like I did make him unblock me on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know he had you blocked. (laughs) Yeah, which I get. I deserved it. But Josh blocked me on Twitter recently and um, it's actually like very hurtful (laughs) because I didn't do anything. I really did nothing. Well, I heard that's like... uh another thing that's pretty on brand for him um he blocks a lot of people like my last guest i had on from brooklyn he blocked too but that granted now that was actually a banter so maybe he had it coming to him but you know yeah probably have you ever been blocked um i don't think i've been blocked on twitter but no i've never been blocked on twitter by anybody i got blocked on instagram by chet though yeah, that makes that checks out. God, God knows why, but something like my personal account too. I'm just like, what? Are you just like really sad about it? Like at first, like when I like because this happened like two years ago. I was like, God, little old me was like, what did I do? Have you ever interviewed him? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No. I don't. I wouldn't even know what to say to him. Eh, I don't know. It's a. Politically and like socially, he would be like a tough, tough guy right now in the current state of what's going on. Yeah, what would I even say to him? I would interview like, any. Somebody? I would interview anybody that's been on the show. Really? Anybody? Would you interview Camilla? Probably, but like, I, but uh, I want to interview for it. Listen, someone's gonna have a big chest here, and you got to say it loud and proud. So I mean. You know, I, I'm willing to uh, talk to anybody. I'm not going to, like, promote her and gas her up, like, when we're in the actual process of doing that because that would be unjust and not, you know, a good look on my part because I I don't agree with uh, what she's done on the show. But I feel like, look at it this way. Did people stray away from interviewing O.J. Simpson after all his stuff? Or did they go? Is the OJ well, of the I'm just I'm just giving like a I'm just giving a comparison here. I like it. Like people still interview interview controversial people, but they don't like tell them like you know this was really messed up. But I think you learned from this. Like and pat them on the back. Like that's that it would more so just be like a therapeutic type of like watching this back. What's the first thing that comes to mind? How do you feel about it being this amount of years removed? Something like that. You know. I feel that I definitely would not interview her. I feel like I have such a higher chance to get canceled. I don't know why, but like could be well because you're a little more uh, opinionated than I am. I would say <laughs> that was a nice way to say it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love that you didn't watch 37. I feel like 38 will be good. I'm definitely going to watch the CBS one because I'm obsessed with Shannon St. Clair from Love Island. So oh, wow. I think that'll be good. Uh, listen, I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'll tune in. She's super hot, so it'll be worth your time. Even if like it's the worst show ever, she's so good to look at. But we are here to talk about Cutthroat, which I think is a prolific season, but um, it only has 12 episodes. Prolific indeed. Um, the cast, though, on the other hand, I think was actually a gamble on their part, but a gamble that paid off, if you want my honest opinion. Um a lot of people like to poke at Battle of the Seasons for kind of their unorthodox casting with, you know, a lot of rookies and such. I think yeah. that Cutthroat was originally a season that made a leap in that regard because you look at a lot of those people, a lot of them never appeared again. Maybe it was their first season. They had a lot of rookies on that. But I feel like that yeah. gamble paid off. And I don't know what your uh, sentiments are on that, but that's just what I thought. I think so too, but I also think that um... – some of the people that they had, they, I think they thought maybe more, I don't want to say like bullying. I think they thought more people would be like fighting and it ended up being like the opposite of what people thought. Like it was kind of Dan's redemption season. It was um, Siobhan's redemption season. It was all of that. So that was really good to see. And like, it was the only season that Abe really finished because he always went home like on purpose before. That was Abram's season. That was, was. he was, the MVP of that season. If if you were to ask me right now who stood out, who was who was the main guy in that season, I would say Abram. He really yeah. stole the show from both like he got kind of like a main character edit, you know, if you paid attention. He was like he did. Yeah. He got like most of the confessionals. Um, he was winning challenges, you know. Um and he and here's what I will say, just like for everybody listening, we're talking about Abram in season twenty. We're not talking about Abram in twenty twenty two. So let's just keep that context on here because we we all know. So but yeah, I think he was and also do you remember the challenge where they were all like upside down and like swinging around and Abe was like screaming at them like like a t-ball coach dad yeah like you better not fuck this up i feel like that's how the whole season was for him and that's why like everybody on his on the great team did so well because they were terrified of him well i actually just got done watching that episode and he was he actually sat out that challenge that was i really funny <laughs> he was like i want to see how you guys function without me there exactly 
I love, I did, okay, did you like the team format of Cutthroat? Oh, 100%. If you, yeah. for anybody that's listening to this that's checked me out before, you'll notice how, like, a lot of the points I always bring up is, like, I ask people that were on that season, would you guys like to see that format return? Because genuinely, I feel like, I don't know if it would be my favorite format, but, like, I love the three-team format. I love yeah. it. I thought everything about Cutthroat from, like, a structural standpoint with three teams the colors aesthetically stood out very pretty. Um, just it was very simple, you know, like with the flagship now, I just feel like they've like been trying to overcompensate and get too difficult with the formatting. I agree. And like looking at red team, green team, blue team. So basically they all had to like run to the gulag and whoever was there last were the team captains. So it was Siobhan, Camilla, and Emily, which Sarah was not happy. She was not excited to work with Siobhan again, which I think is so funny. Yeah, I think uh, so. I forget what exactly it was because I think Sarah like asked Siobhan to quit actually before Siobhan's elimination against Katie, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like I they had like a weird thing. Yeah, it was that was something from the ruins that carried over, I believe. Yeah, for sure, which I'm a Siobhan stan. I really like her, and I think she would do, I think she would do great on All Stars, um, if they ever did, like, a season four, I actually think she would do great, but, so they pick the teams, and (laughs) Siobhan picks Sarah on the team, which, did she do that on purpose? Did... I think she just picked her because she thought she was good, but one thing I, one thing I will say, though, um with that draft order it was a little wonky at the beginning (laughs) like yeah it definitely didn't age well in 2022 you would think you know uh camilla says to brandon let's get some color on our team oh i mean that that was uh something that might have not stood out in 2010 but now based on uh how uh events would play out later on in 2022 things that wouldn't probably pass the seeing eye test i would have to assume right and we know that was just the first of many things you know after many things that brandon has said that happened but you know it is it is what it is i guess and then brandon of course ends up being the pawn for the red team the entire season no yeah brandon was the original jay starrett before jay starrett was the thing yeah jay love jay still mad at jay for unfollowing me on instagram but it's okay <laughs> what what did you think about the draft order that was it went uh i think it went dunbar Vinny, bananas <laughs> who's picking Vinny? siobhan picked Vinny, but i, I don't, like who would do I that think, i heard i heard she picked them because she she like liked them or something i've had them Ew. yeah okay um, here's the thing. I'm a Dunbar stan. My followers talk so much shit about me for it. That's what the Reddit thread should be about, that I'm a Dunbar stan. And I would have picked... Would I, mm, I think I would have picked Brad first. Yeah, I would have picked Brad first as well. Yeah, Brad. Derek and Abram were still there too. And Yeah, I think the girl order was weird too. Tori was the first girl when Laurel was... Still, I would have picked 
Tori was like you got to remember Tori in 2010, and this was only Laurel's second challenge. But for anybody that saw Fresh Me too, I mean, my goodness, like Laurel, she's a beast. Yeah, Laurel had to have been the first girl off the board, no questions asked. Also, the fact that Emily Emily's still there. Um, I mean, Paula Paula ne- maybe wasn't necessarily like the strongest, but her social game was so good. Mm. And then leaving Teresa to almost last. <laughs> Cara Maria was the second to last person to be picked on this season. I know. But I think that was before <laughs> Cara became like Cara Cara in the competition. For sure. But I just remember Fresh Meat too. Yeah. Yes, she was the first one out. But she was also the number one girl in their combine that they had. Yeah, she was actually. Good point. So, and she still looked like a fucking beast so listen they all did some weird things with the games uh big easy being picked last that makes me sad always yeah you could tell i don't know if it was him i think he might have cried like before filming his confessional because the confessional right after he got picked last you can kind of see like his eyes look a little like watery i don't know that, that that was a little uh you know hard on me to watch it really was. I would have picked Brad first. Um, Derek for sure would have been up there. D- yeah, Brad, Derek. I wouldn't have picked Abe. Yeah, Abe would have been a good one. I would have been scared to pick him though because he leaves all the time and you don't know where his head. Unpredictability. At. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the gameplay was good. They have like. Um, that gas game where they had to like go in a gas chamber. That I don't think that I don't think that would pass the twenty twenty two eye test either. I liked it. I no, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a great challenge, but um, I, I liked a lot of the challenges on that season. Same thing with Battle of the Seasons. Those two seasons are not like uh, highly acclaimed, I would say, by mm-hmm. most people, but they did have. A fresh feel to it and great challenges yeah do you remember the challenge where i don't remember the name of it but do you remember i think it was like an obstacle course type thing where they had to run through like those tires oh yeah kind of yeah and that was the one where uh big easy was like in car's way and abram like pulled him off of her or something yeah that abram I, I wouldn't want to fuck with him in a daily challenge that's physical. No, no, not at all. Oh, that that reminds me the um the riot the riot act was it where they yeah, where they had games or something where, yeah. where they had the shields and they had to knock each other off the dirt mound. That one the best. Oh my, that was the, good. The Brad and Abram showdown at the end. Like seriously, like I don't know. I know that MTV like didn't intentionally give people material to like think about when they can't go to sleep at night for this season, but they absolutely did with all the physical matchups and stuff and like then, that. And then you had on the water challenge. Well, there might have been a couple water challenges, but you had one water challenge where they were on a um, they were on an obstacle thing and they had to jump onto some moving platform. And- yeah. Brandon almost drowned and Chet like fell and his whole entire body turned pale and he landed in a uh, Czech Republic mental institution. It looked like from an outsider's perspective. I don't know what that that hospital was like a thing out of like a movie or something. 
I love talking to people about like whenever they have to go to the hospital because they're in like foreign countries, right? So they like it's just never a good situation. Oh no, no, definitely would like to avoid those situations. Yeah, I loved the gameplay. I loved the challenges. I thought they were great. The eliminations were good back up off me this is where we got to learn about it and like out of respect to my boy brandon i will say brandon did it first he he did drag jd who i liked jd from brooklyn yeah i really liked him and i love that he was like a dolphin trainer at sea world <laughs> did marie like that he was a dolphin trainer from sea world <laughs> Listen, I had SeaWorld Barbie when I was a child, and all I wanted to do was swim with orcas, and I could never understand why my parents wouldn't bring me to SeaWorld until, <laughs> until I was much older, and then I was like, oh, because this is fucking cruel and awful and so mean. But I do think JD really loved the animals, so. <laughs> no, anybody who likes animals is a-okay in my book. We're going to give JD a pass, but he was like our first to go, but that started the Brandon being thrown in the entire time. Oh, yeah. Um, those, those eliminations were good, too. I feel like now, based on what happened with the backup off me, you almost kind of can't revisit that, you know? It's like it's like uh, when they put out Toy Story 4. You had like the trilogy, and it was all good, and then once you, you know, not that it was a bad movie, the fourth one, but like... You know, you keep doing something that you have, like, a conclusion to. It takes away from the luster a little bit, you know? So um, I feel like you can't bring back back up off me. But some of the other eliminations, like um, the the handcuffs one would be a cool uh, variation of, like, a pole wrestle. Granted, it's not a pole, but, you know, same thing. Um, Um, They did bring up – I know you didn't watch 37, but they did bring back up off me for 37. Oh, wait. I think I did see a clip of that. Was that the one with Corey Lay and... Uh... Uh, yeah, so they did that. But then also in the final, which <laughs> I would have loved to see CT do it again. <laughs> oh. Like, I mean, it's it's everything. Like, I, it, it's my, the greatest moment of all time. It's how I went viral on TikTok, that moment. But um, they did it so... For the final, they had the te- they had two teams. Whatever team made it there first, they were like safe. So it was like CT, Devin, Tori, fuck, and Emmy. They were safe. But then the team that made it there last wasn't safe. So that was Casey, Nani, Nelson, Kyle. They weren't safe. So they had to play back up off me against each other. So it was Nelson versus Kyle and then Casey versus Nani, which is fucking heartbreaking actually whether you're a nani and kate or casey fan or not watching them go against each other when they wanted to win together was actually very upsetting no yeah i i know from experience i wouldn't like to uh if i was having a girlfriend i wouldn't want to go up against her and anything so uh. i would i would whip my boyfriend's ass i'd be like fuck you <laughs> i'm not splitting this money with you either i wouldn't if they had a if they had battle of the exes and they had the option to split the money, I wouldn't split the money. I'd be like, absolutely not, no way. Well, if it was an ex, I feel like it's a little justified, but yeah, yeah. Do you think Johnny would have split the money with Camilla on battle? Of absolutely the not. No, he's not splitting any money, is he? Well, you know, maybe maybe in the future, if there's another scenario, we could 
could be seeing that. I think he would have split it with Tony, if you want my honest opinion. I think people don't talk about this enough. I feel like Tony might have taken it from Johnny. I was just about to say, Tony would have taken every motherfucking penny of that. I 100% believe that. I believe that for sure. If I ever interview Tony, that's going to be the question I ask him. And if he says that he wouldn't, I'd be like, you're a dirty liar. You for sure would. (laughs) He wouldn't even split that money with Alyssa. Like, I, that's how I, that's really what I believe. Because he's just so focused on getting ahead, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Hang on, I might sneeze. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, maybe not. Okay. (laughs) So, the elimination, obviously, we'll come back to Banana's backpack. We're just like not going to talk about the fly swatter elimination. <laughs> like, what I don't. Is that? I don't know what. I, I'm. I'm trying. Okay, so this is my theory. I think that based on the size difference between Luke and Big Easy, that's why they did that. If you want my honest opinion, yeah, because it just didn't make any sense. Right. Like, and then Katie and Aia. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of tragic that that's the last we saw of Aia. I know, I really liked her. She's Great one of my favorite one hit wonders. Right, yeah. Um Yeah, just an odd elimination. Right? Yeah. To be fair, that was the last we saw of Katie too, until All Stars. That's true as well. I heard she was supposed to be Rivals One Partners with Sarah originally. I would love that. That would have been fun. That would have been good. Yeah, I think that elimination was really weird. But in my opinion, Eric gave up. Most likely, yeah. I, I People don't talk about this enough, but uh, Luke has a... Correct me if I'm wrong, historians out there. Luke has a 3-1 and one elimination record in two seasons with a second-place finish. I just wanted to uh, point that out for a minute. Okay, I'm going to look it up. I like Luke. Why do you think they didn't bring him back so much? Well, I actually did have him on, and okay. um, he said that... He said that he was an alternate for X's before they changed the format. And then he started a new job and declined Battle of the Seasons. Otherwise, he would have been on Team Fresh Meat instead of Easy had he accepted. He does have a 3-1 and one elimination record. He actually has five daily wins, too, which is pretty impressive. Well, yeah. I mean, he was on the great team and also partnered up with Evelyn on his uh, first season. So, Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely uh, winning contention, I'll say that. The fly spiral elimination was very weird. Katie having two black eyes during it was very weird. But I do think Easy gave up because of Laurel's complete tirade of him in the hot tub, you know, just a few nights before. Yeah, that that was a tough, uh, a tough scene for sure. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think it was a learning scene that maybe had to happen for Laurel. Because okay. um, I don't know. I just think maybe the show heightens some uh, emotions and what people are going through. And maybe that's what brought that out of her. Are you a Laurel stan? Uh, yeah, I'm a Laurel stan. <laughs> I love Laurel. I, I love I, Fresh Meat too, in general. All the girls on that show. Like, I, pff, I'm i a Mandy stan, a huge Teresa stan. Kara's, you know, awesome. Laurel's awesome. Hell, yeah. I would take every Fresh Meat girl back on an all-star season. I would love that because I love Carly. Um, I'm I love Teresa. I don't know why people don't like her. <laughs> she's awesome TV, and she's a really <laughs> underrated competitor. I she is. This is my the hottest take that anybody's gonna hear all day. But if Teresa if Teresa was in the fresh 
free agents final, she wins. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think she's a runner. Okay. I like Teresa a lot. I want her to come back for a flagship again. I think she will. Eventually. When the time is right. Maybe all stars. I heard they're not doing anymore. Oh, I sure hope so. Yeah, I think I we'll think see. it's a, I think it's a hit, and it'd be a mistake not to. But who am I to say? <laughs> Mike and I are just going to be in charge of everything from now on. Buden and Marie, give us a call. Yeah. We know what people want, <laughs> right? I do like that this was Dan Walsh's redemption season. Everybody knows how I feel about Dan. I love Dan. Yeah, this was his first appearance and last appearance um, since the island, and he came back sober and ready to prove to everyone, including himself that he could stay sober and he can compete and he could just have his shit together. Yeah. He came across really likable. And I think that's an underrated element to shows is not people just causing drama, but like really likable individuals that you can relate to, you know, and it's also a learning experience too. Maybe people watching the show are recovering uh, from their own demons that they've been trying to fight off. And if they see Dan could do it, maybe that will help them in their, uh, in their life as well. So absolutely yeah shame we didn't see him again but you know the almighty dunbar and uh the diehard elimination oh dunbar that elimination was another one we didn't talk about the diehard i don't remember that i don't know why i don't remember you know, that. when they were kneeling on the giant uh you know like when you roll dice have to roll the dice yeah, yeah. And that was I that, that, that was when uh, Big Easy beat Vinny, and Vinny <laughs> flipped over his thing because he was mad and told Easy that he whooped his ass, even though he lost. Vinny is out of control. Um, Vinny has an OnlyFans, and if you are subscribing to that, I need you to call your therapist. Oh, God. make an appointment. Got it together. You need you need some help. Um, the tie and branded elimination, though. Oh, man, that is one that lives in infamy. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. You know, actually, I think Johnny Bananas said this, that Ty intentionally laid that way because he was hoping that um, model agencies would see that and hire him as as an underwear model. I love that. I love that. I want to know if there's truth to that, but whether or not, you know we ever find this info info out is you got to interview him and ask him yeah one day hopefully <laughs> i'm a, I'm a big tie stan as well are you i am not <laughs> really no rivals I'm rivals not. two tie is my favorite tie uh the way that he handled that situation with um come oh camilla our favorite and um emily was like uh, unbelievable to me i can't believe it so i stand him in that moment but if he was actually he would be a great partner for me because i am not doing well in a final so him and i would be very good partners no <laughs> yeah i i see i see what you mean no yeah i i liked him on x's and rivals too but i i get exactly where you're coming from uh cutthroat wasn't a great look for him no it wasn't a great look. It looked like he gave up. It looked like I don't really know what the plan there was, but it wasn't it wasn't great. So, you know. But then we get to the greatest elimination of all time, which is back up off me. And Johnny Bananas and Tyler 
I am upset that we didn't get to see them go against each other in a physical elimination, though. That's the only thing. I think Tyler would have won. For sure. Tyler would have whooped his ass. For sure. Yeah. I But I definitely think that... And I don't know what your feelings are. I think that Tina and CT were going to come in at some point, and they were just waiting for the right time to pull the trigger. And it just so happened that, you know, they got that opportunity where it's bananas and and Tyler. And I also want to know your thoughts on this too. Let's just say CT backpacked like Dunbar or Dan or somebody, right? Would this moment still be talked about? I think if anybody... Here's the thing. I think because it's CT, it would have been talked about because we were unsure if we were ever going to see CT again after the yeah. duel too. Oh, yeah. I, I, so, oh, my God. I, I watched that live. I think I might have been about like 10 years old or something. Oh, my God. Oh, Are you okay? No, no. I, yeah, I'm great. Um, It was one of the greatest things i've ever watched live because i legitimately like i told you before we um you know started um duel two is my first season right yeah. so that was the last i saw of him and you got to imagine me being my age i'm like terrified of this guy and then uh to see him just kind of walk out through the shadows of cutthroat was like insane like, i'm so glad like i didn't know about like uh sp- like i wasn't spoiled or anything for that moment because seeing it happen yeah. like authentically live was like oh chef's kiss Exactly. I rem- I was in high school, so that's nice for me. But I was in high school when the duel two happened. And I remember watching that fight scene and going, am I attracted to this? And then being like very concerned. But then watching him walk out of the shadows, I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I was like, I don't even think this man should be allowed out of prison let alone on tv just because i mean he he beat the shit out of adam he really did Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that adam didn't or did deserve it but i'm just saying it's a thing that happened and for me i was always a big tina fan always oh yeah so it was nice to see her because the last time we saw her she was punching beth in the face yeah she threw that elimination against tori though for sure yeah um, she said, maybe it was on your podcast she said yeah. that like she uh was not like in any sort of shape to be on there she just went well i, I mean would you not go if you so someone's like hey you want to come here's money and you want to just come and do an elimination against somebody would you not go <laughs> i would absolutely go and i think had she been in better shape and like really put an effort in i think she would have smoked tori that is definitely impossible. I think Teresa still takes it regardless, in my opinion. Yeah. I I really love Teresa. I'm not a big Tory fan. She's she's nice. Um but yeah. yeah. She's just like not a person that like I would be friends with in real life, but like that's okay, I guess, cuz I don't have to be friends with everybody. <laughs> but so CT gets there and like I don't know he looked better than he ever has. He's like hopped up on adrenaline, maybe other things. I don't know. But he's like, I don't even care who it is. Let's get this party going. And you can see the fear in Johnny Banana's eyes. Yeah. I This, this kind of was like building up, I feel like, because they were going at it, them two, on like uh, Gauntlet 3. And if you want to take it even further... Um, CT like 
I think orchestrated throwing bananas in on his very first challenge. So like they had kind of been like, you know, there had been tension between them building for like a little bit. Right. Yeah. And it kind of came to a head right there. So they're there. The horn goes off. I love that TJ said keep it clean because he just like knew. Yeah. He knew. And um, those that have listened to the pod before, they know that. Um, so TJ's daughter is my hairstylist. So oh. <laughs> I'm very connected. Um, no. <laughs> so TJ's daughter is my hairstylist. And one time we were talking about. Because when she was little, she would go to locations and, like, sometimes be on set. She was 14 years old and saw this whole thing live. And, like, it meant nothing to her. (laughs) Which I think is incredible because it meant So much to a lot of people. everybody else. So he picks this grown man up on his back. Bananas is absolutely trying to grab his junk. We know this, right? We can see it. Yeah, he was trying to trip him and stuff, too. Yeah. Um, And then CT just puts him into the barrel. Abe's face is iconic. Yeah, he did one of these, like, things. Yeah. He was just like, okay. Derek is, like, very upset. And Bananas, there is nothing Bananas can do or say because he looks like a loser. (laughs) It's one of those things. It's like, where were you when this happened moment? Exactly. I remember where I was. Where were you? you rem- I re- uh, well, yeah, I just remember. Yeah, I was in my living room as a 10 year old watching this. I-, I was in my living room with my girlfriends. And like, I mean, my followers know, like, as a senior in high school, I was absolutely on copious amounts of drugs. But I just remember being like, very aware that this was like a big thing that just happened and I would never forget it. Yeah. And I feel like without that moment, who knows where the challenge would be. I feel like that was a really important moment that people don't talk about as far as like longevity of the show. Cause immediately when you turn to tell someone about the show, you show them that clip. Like uh, I, I know for example, you know, if they're when they're casting some of like the international people or newer cast members, like and they ask like what the show is, like that's one of the clips that's sent to them. For sure. Yeah. Like when I um so that's like how I got got my fame. Um it was there's never been an, a TV moment as iconic in the, as this, and I stitched it with banana's backpack. I think I hashtag like four things. <laughs> Went to sleep, woke up, three million views. Oh god. And everybody's like, I don't even know what this is, but I've seen this a million times. I'm like, yeah, like this is everything. It's the moment. But then I think Tyler's moment got taken away. It's almost like the Britney Madonna at the VMA's kiss. Like, like uh, bananas or, and CTR are Britney and Madonna. Or Kanye and, then, and Taylor. Yeah. And then, but then. Tyler gets like kind of we forget that Tyler actually did beat CT and they were at it for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. so he only had to last like six seconds but he was there for 45 minutes yeah Tyler on cutthroat was a steal in the draft because I don't think many people anticipated him being as uh good as he was and um ultimately actually I think Tyler wherever he went People don't talk about this enough. Wherever Tyler went was kind of like the uh, the swing the swing player for whichever team was going to win. I feel like 
Tyler and Brandon are two of the most underrated challenge players of all time, and I will die on that hill. For sure. For sure. They, they absolutely are. We saw it in Cutthroat. I think if... The thing is, is like, I think if Brandon would have made it to the finals, he would have won, no matter what team he was on. And so I always wonder, like, you know, like the formats now, if you're on a team or you have a partner, you win an elimination, you could either switch teams or you could switch partners. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if they would have allowed that in Cutthroat. Oh, God. That would have been dicey. I would have loved it because there ain't no way Brandon's sticking with Brad. No, Brandon probably goes to the gray team. Yeah, for sure. I feel like him and Abe would fuck shit up. It would be great. Yeah, for sure. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we get to the final, which... Okay, Mike, if you had to run a final, you want a cold climate or you want a warm climate? Cold. Yeah, right? Give me Iceland all day. I'll have Iceland for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I want to run it in a volcano. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I want snowshoes and snow dogs. I don't want a hot climate. So um, I think the gray team would have won if Abe and Sarah hadn't gotten heat stroke. I think about this a lot and I though I'm not disagreeing with you, I think you can disagree. It, it's just really <laughs> tough and close to the side. The only the only reason why I can't definitively be like, oh, you know, Gray would have won cuz I feel like in a normal final setting they would win based on like, you know, who was on the teams, but I just feel like with that specific final, there was like a lot of like carrying like heavy stuff. And I feel like with Brad Tyler and Dunbar, that was like the difference. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I, (laughs) I want to talk about Dunbar because what a social game that guy played. My God. (laughs) I love Dunbar so much. Ladies, you don't need to DM me. I know that he is a misogynistic, dumb, sexist man. I love him. And Tyler Duckworth told me it was okay. I'm allowed to have these. We can't stand CT and not allow me to have love for Dunbar. 
He played it great social game. Let me tell you, his like I was watching it every single nomination. He had a vote, and somehow only saw <laughs> one elimination and won the entire season. I I really love him, and the red team does win, which okay. Like, I'm fine with that. I like Brad. I'm a Brad stan, so I love that he won. Him and Tori were married at the time. Um, you know, so that was, like, cute that they won together. Tyler's very first win. So I liked it. I thought it was a good moment. I wish Brandon had been there for the moment. You know, a lot of people actually say that that season had a bad ending. And I, you know, I'm like... I don't. I disagree. I actually am like really glad that Brad got his win. Could you imagine going all this time having Brad not win a season? Had he not won that, I can't. So for, for, just for that reason alone, like I'm like, thank Jesus this happened. Um, but um, no, I I think it would have been a bad ending had the blue team won. If you want me to be honest with you, because they, they were like the jock team, like they were like the should be good team. I agree. I I think if the gray or the red would have won, I would have I would have been happy. I was rooting for the gray because at the time, like Abram was like my fave. Yeah. So that's who I was rooting I for. I would have been fine with either of those two teams. I, I think blue would have been the one. Which it sucks because blue is my favorite color. You think you know I root for him <laughs> and everything, but life throws curveballs at you. Yeah, well, I guess when you're 10 watching the show, you're like, I want the blue team to win. So. Listen, everybody's young. They base colors on all their life decisions. That's just how it goes. I, lo- I love that. I love that you were 10 just watching this in your living room, like, completely unsupervised, and I was on um, drugs watching it in my living room, also completely unsupervised. So, you know, Could you imagine how I felt the season, or no, two seasons before watching The Ruins, like, could you imagine how I felt at that age? Like, that's even worse. Do you talk about it in therapy, or is it just something that, like, slowly comes out over time and you just need to block it out? Uh, probably comes out over time. I, I Some of my podcasts are more therapeutic than actual therapy itself, so. The amount of money I would give to interview, I would never pay for an interview. Never. I, I have declined paying for interviews. I'm with you on that one. For sure. It's grassroots promotion. These people have to remember that, you know, without the fans, there is no show. And without no show, there's no bag. So, Well, if I have more followers than you, I'm not paying you anything. That's just my policy. Yeah. But I would pay for Tanya Cooley. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that's a gem. That's a gem. It'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would pay for her. But, Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible season to watch when you're little. I know, because it's like a really scandalous and a lot of, you know, volatile behavior. Are you a Veronica stan? Yeah, of course. I mean, I can't be a Rachel and Tina stan without being a Veronica stan. Or can I? The future MILF shirts were iconic. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Again, you were 10, so. Yeah, let's just <laughs> compose. <laughs> you were very advanced for your age. Yeah. Um, so they get the money. Everything is great. Season ends. And I think a lot of people know this. Maybe they don't. So basically, you have to finish out your contract with MTV and Buden and Murray in order to get your money. So let's say CT wins a million dollars. Okay. He has to wait like six months before he gets that money to make sure he fulfills his contractual obligations, which 
could be a reunion appearance. Um, usually now it involves like going on the official challenge podcast, promotion of the show, a whole bunch of things they have to fulfill in order to get the money. Pretty simple. Pretty much everybody fulfills it. There's also a morality cause clause in there. Basically, it's saying like, if you get arrested or you do some crazy ass shit, we're not giving you your money. Mm-hmm. Well, Dunbar, <laughs> Dunbar, Dunbar. So, um, Dunbar loves to live his best life, and he decides to go on a Cinemax show called something. I can't even remember what it was called now. Shit, now I gotta look it up. I think it was, well, yeah. It was like erotica. It was something erotic. Yeah. That's what it calls. Mm -hmm. Denbar sex tape. That's what I'm gonna Google. You can watch this um, if you want to, you guys. I, oh, it's it's literally called Foursome. And... You'll never guess what it's about. It's about a foursome. So it's like with a girl from Flavor of Love who's like sleeping the whole time. And it's porn. It is porn. There, yeah. There is no other description of it, but it is porn. And he did not get any of his money because, not because he did porn. Like I know that people um, are like, everybody has OnlyFans. It's because they said Dunbar from the real world. That is why he didn't get his money. So Dunbar lost $200,000 because he made a sex tape. Now, I made a video about this on TikTok and it went viral. And unfortunately, a lot of people watched it and they DM me with their opinions. Some people said it was very great and they were impressed with Dunbar. Some people said it was subpar and they were disappointed for Dunbar. You know, if he did lose his money, that stinks because, you know, if... (laughs) Just waiting that long. You have to wait that long to get your money, right? Until the show comes out or something like that. You have to wait. I I mean, it depends, like, on what it is. I've seen a contract, but I haven't seen a winner's contract. So Okay. 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 It's probably well, a good six to eight months. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you – I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that then because if I had to wait that long to get some money that I spent X amount of time filming something on to win and I didn't, yeah. and I didn't get it right away, I'm probably getting a little bit of uh, stir crazy in the money regard and I might go do something too. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to go do porn. Well, not do porn, but you know, something, I don't know. I think they still get their salary though. So whatever his salary was, he would have gotten that. Yeah. And if I think they pay you uh lump sum for as long as you're there, something like that. And he was there the entire time. So he probably yeah. got like weekly pay and then like a certain amount to be there. Donmar just wanted to make porn. That's really what it is. And that is my favorite part of the cutthroat season. Not bananas backpack, not all of the rookies, not the weird eliminations not watching people throw up on tv which i hate that they show that but um the fact that dunbar did not get his money because he made a terrible sex tape yeah well (laughs) i wonder how many people's favorite moments is that Paige, or is that you know just yours or how many people you think think of that um i think they're gonna think of it now and i think people are gonna ask me for a link and i think i'm gonna put it in the episode notes no i'm just kidding oh, i will not be putting down the episode notes. <laughs> 
I will not, but literally I Googled Dunbar sex tape and it comes up right away. So if anybody's like very interested in that, you can watch it. I'm telling you, it's like not worth your time. Not that I'm like a porn connoisseur, but. Yeah, I can't vouch for this information. <laughs> You've never seen it? Like, I know it exists, but I no, I've never like checked it out or anything like that. I believe him, I guess. Mike, I bet you didn't know that you would be coming on my podcast to talk about Dunbar's sex tape today. Well, I figured it would come up, or did I not? <laughs> I love it. Well, okay, it's caught thrown in your, like, top five seasons of all time. In terms of, like, rewatching and enjoyability, yes. I would probably yeah. say that rivals to Fresh Meat 2, X is 2. Um, I like Battle of the Seasons. I really do. I really like okay. Battle of the Seasons. Um, I would say that from season 19 to 26 was a really great stretch of the show. I agree, but I, this is a controversial opinion. I liked Final Reckoning. I didn't like it when it first aired, but I have an appreciation for it now. It's better on like a binge, you know, like, but like watching it live gets a little like annoying because you're like, like, what the fuck? Like I stayed up late to see this and this isn't happening. I have to wait another week. You wait another week and then you have to wait another week. You know, it's just a lot of waiting, you know? I like Final Reckoning too, because I don't think Ashley and Hunter really won. That is something that, you know, interests me as well. I do kind of play devil's advocate there as as well um you're such a you're such a fence sitter i love it you like you won't have a controversial opinion on on recording and i love it so much so smart yeah what could you do this is why mike lewis gets all the interviews oh come on (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i was like a big joss stand at the time i was really wanting him to uh win that yeah i like joss but he is the most boring human being on the face of the planet. He was like the OG uh, UK cast member. Well, him, Kyle, and Rogan. But when I think of like the original UK cast member, I honestly am drawn to Joss because I just remember the first challenge on Vendettas where they ran up the Gibraltar. <laughs> and then Rogan died? Yes, yes. Well, I wonder how that plays out had Rogan not died. I think it plays out the same. Like, I don't think Rogan... Uh, Rogan ain't ever winning an individual challenge. That's my well, he wouldn't. Opinion. He wouldn't have flown under the radar as much as he did on War of the Worlds too. Yeah, I love War of the Worlds seasons. Also, by the way, oh, War of the Worlds one is a chef's kiss season, and I I can appreciate two now. I feel like War of the Worlds two and Final Reckoning are very similar. I feel like now that we've had more time with certain cast members that got introduced during, like, the Vendettas, Final Reckoning, War of the Worlds eras, Mm -hmm. and we've had a chance to, like, sit with them, I think we look at War of the Worlds 2 much differently. Like, much differently. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think that's a season where Cara didn't look so good, but now we look back and we're like, "Mm, maybe this bitch was a little right. Like, so... Yeah. I, I... because I, I, I 100% believe they were engaged before the show happened and they redid it for TV, 
which by the way, I respect because I'm a hustler. And if I was ever on TV, I would make sure that every second of free camera time was on my ass. So I respect that, but I do not believe for one second that they got engaged on the show for the first time. I don't believe it. And I would be that girl too that would rather sit in my bunk bed and drink tea than go to a party. So (laughs) I respect it and I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. So before I let you go, I'm going to ask you three of the most important questions. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. You're on the challenge, and you could pick one male partner and one female partner. Any person that's ever been on the show in their prime. So not like right now, but their prime. Um, Prime. Okay. Landon for the men. <laughs> right off the bat. Give me Lando. <laughs> and female honestly give me give me give me laurel okay i knew you were gonna say laurel i just had a feeling yeah i just think she's really well-rounded i respect it um you're one of i think you're probably the only person that's ever had landon on their podcast and people love landon so i'll link obviously i'll link all your links in the episode notes but i'll definitely link your landon Mm mm-hmm interview because how you got that i will never know but i will always respect hustles hustles well that's what when i got the mj interview people were like how'd you do that i was like i will never tell (laughs) (laughs) i was like i will never tell anybody how i got that michaela interview and how i got that mj interview um okay so if tj lavin wasn't the host who do you think would be a good host for the show could be anybody Anybody in the whole world. So I could say you, hypothetically. No. Uh. You could say me hypothetically, but I would be terrible host for the... I'd be great at the reunions. You know, I really want to be cynical here and say Dunbar, but I think... I think... I think... Um, you know who I actually... Like, this is going to be like a really like lukewarm opinion, but okay. I actually think that guy Johnny Mosley was a pretty decent host. I think so too. Yeah. Like he was very like run-of-the-mill like when he hosted the reunions i felt like but i think he's a good host so sorry um i think he's a good host too i think the miz though oh the yes that'd be a good one yeah (laughs) yeah he'd be a good great host actually or mark long yeah mark could do it yeah yeah mark's our dad yeah. Like, he doesn't even know he's our dad, but he's our dad, for sure. Yeah. I think he would be the best. And then, um, who is your ultimate challenge crush? Ooh. Ultimate. Like, you, if if you say their name out loud, they will marry you today. Ultimate challenge crush of all time. Uh, Kara Zavaleta. <sighs> Good one! <laughs> There's plenty, but I, that's just, <laughs> that's just one. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I'll take that. Um, I know everybody's going to be really surprised, but um, actually Christopher Tamborello is mine. So CT is my ultimate challenge crush. I know that's so surprising. You don't say. No. Yeah. Nobody knows that about me. It's like very strange, but Dunbar is a close second though. Dear God. <laughs> I don't I'm know not surprised. Why. Like, how do I, that whole Sydney cast though. That Sydney's a really good season that just flies under the radar because it's not viewable, I guess you could say, but. 
any any cast any real world season with a pregnancy scare i'm about it yeah well you had a couple right yeah trishelle's fake pregnancy scare explosion had one i believe oh i never watched that really i stopped at portland because portland was so dark and I was, like, older at that point, too, so I was like, I don't know if I can get around it, but I kind of want to watch Tony's season. Yeah, that's a good season. Um, It was, like, a rare exception to, like, the weird twist that they were doing where, like, a season was actually, like, spot on and could, like, you know, it could pass as a season that didn't have a twist despite, you know, people being brought in and stuff because it was, like, really good, and, you know, faced real problems and stuff. But I agree about the darkness of Portland, and it's since kind of aged – uh weirdly but yeah well jessica's one of my like very good friends so like yeah you know i wish i i they don't need a reunion also, are you gonna watch also, new shout, shout out to my girl anastasia because she just had her uh kid in november um yeah, yeah. i loved that interview that you did with her yeah she actually she sent me a picture of her uh, kid and her the other day so i just immediately came to mind that's why i brought it up so i'm just glad i like her yeah she got a bad rap 100 percent. yeah her and siobhan are in the same thing like there wasn't a female in the world that could have hooked up with ct during that time that could have walked out of that situation okay other than laurel apparently because and mandy like <laughs> yeah but they didn't really even hook up she was just like kind of in love with him and they like made out a little bit yeah no well here's the thing the difference and this, i don't want this to be taken the wrong way but the difference yeah. in why they didn't receive as harsh of a reaction as siobhan and anastasia was because it wasn't a season that dm and ct were on together you know yeah. like I don't feel like anybody on a season with DM and CT both who was involved with CT other than DM would have been met with a great reaction. And I don't think like it was anything personal towards Siobhan or Anastasia themselves. I just think they happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think that people were very big fans of CT and DM's relationship, myself included. And everybody can agree that I wish that they, uh, one exes, exes, um, and I just think that whoever was going to get involved with CT while he was on a show with Diem was just going to be met with uh, not the best of reaction. I just think they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I agree. Although I feel like in bed with CT is never the wrong place. So I support it. I'm here for it. But yeah, for sure. Wrong place, wrong time. But good for everybody, I guess. Yeah. You know? We love CT and DM. We stand them. They were toxic as fuck, and we all know it. So, and that's okay. Hey, I mean, they carried uh, an era of um, a ch- like challenge relationship. They, I can't remember who did a list. It was like a hundred greatest couples, TV couples of all time, and CT and DM were on it, and they were like the only ones from reality TV that were on it. Wow. I mean, you can't tell the story about the cha- of the challenge without telling that story. I, I just, it's the greatest uh, love story ever told on reality. <laughs> am, I, am I like tripping out here right now to say like that's the greatest love story in reality television like history? <laughs> I love it. Or am I am I am I spot on? Like, because I don't know if this is like a, a just hot take of an opinion or not. But I don't think it's a hot take. I think people forget that um, those like Republican people with all the kids met on the real world. Oh, though. the Duffies, yes. 
but I that was just like a that was just like a hey nice to meet you let's go get married type of thing whereas like we saw ct and dm's thing play out over time like a, it was like what like a it's like a they always say it's like a decade but i don't think it was a, was it a, i think it was like seven years like seven years yeah that's a long time i don't want to be with anybody for that long let alone on tv yeah either way it's still a long time to see something play out on television so yeah I agree. Are you going to watch Real World Homecoming New Orleans? Yes, I um I actually am interviewing someone from that show uh in like 3 hours. Um Is it Melissa? Yes. I'll cut it. Well, well I already you know, I put on Twitter and I was like going to have her on, so so oh, I'm not so good at Twitter. I- I'm always afraid I'm going to tweet. <laughs> I know you're good at. T- I think guys are good at Twitter and girls are good at Instagram. Yeah, I only started now hitting my little groovy thing going on with Instagram, but it took a while. I didn't even have yeah. like a podcast Instagram account until like September. Um, yeah. Well, you promote yourself very well. Everybody knows about you, which is great. I'm just, you know. I'm happy to be second best in the podcast world behind you, but okay. I know you graduated high school like 10 minutes ago, but, um, (laughs) were you voted anything in your high school yearbook? Um, most changed because Oh, really? I used to be a, I probably put this in a non-offensive way. I was a heavier (laughs) set kid. Okay. Most of my life until about. So you were not living a healthy lifestyle. Correct. I was okay. a heavier set kid for most of my life until about junior year of high school. So okay, yeah. Well, so you changed a lot. Yes. I lost like a hundred pounds, so oh, I feel good you. for you. Yeah, I guess it was nice eating carbs while it lasted. Well, I still have but... my carbs, but I just try to uh, fit them around my schedule a little better. <laughs> Yeah, but now it's just like if I eat, if I want to like binge, I have to work out, and like I don't really feel like doing that. So, <laughs> if we had a yearbook right now, April third, twenty twenty two, what would you be voted most likely to by the people that love and know you the best? That's a good one. Ooh, yeah. Uh, most likely to be on the Bachelor. <laughs> that's what your episode is called so you're going with it i just i don't know like when i saw that new picture of me from like the uh i like rechanged like my logos and everything i'm wearing that like white shirt i don't know something about it just like feels like i don't know bachelorette-ish would you go on the bachelor or the bachelorette um if i knew i was going nowhere with like a job then maybe because like reality (laughs) television and like employers don't really go like super hand in hand but I'm going to go on reality TV, and I don't give a fuck what my employer says. You could probably, can't do anything. You could probably do it. It's just, I don't know. It depends. If I got into acting, I'd be, like, screwed. Because for whatever reason, acting uh, and reality television are just, like, yeah. Yeah. Apples. And- I want to go on Big Brother. Oh, yeah. I could see you on there. Yeah. Do you think America would hate me? I think they would hate me a little bit. Hmm. I think Canada would love you. Is that bad or no, good? No, Canada is awesome. <laughs> Go Canada. I got, det- I got uh, detained in Canada one time, so 